conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that's going to give you a chance because we like you a lot, so we'll give it a shot. Give it all that we got. La-dee-da-dee-dee, It's a TikTok song. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Wait, should I sing my favorite TikTok song? Because I don't know if I have one. Absolutely, you should. Um, I really, there's one song that really bothers me right now that has the word ho in it. And it like is actually oh it's the one that's like so there you go, there you go. oh okay. can't make a wife out of a hoe hoe but I do like it when people go can't make a wife out of a white man no that one gets me <laughs> that gets me so is both my least favorite and my favorite it can okay. really go either way <laughs> I'm good that's good I'm trying to think of other TikTok songs now there's the have you seen the one uh it, it sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks are singing, but it's like uh, the only thing that people do with it is lip sync and have like really pretty backgrounds while they do it. No, do you? You and I have very different TikTok pages. I feel like I feel like our only crossover is theater related stuff and emo stuff. You've sent me quite a few that, emo things. That much. I know it's that has started to die down a little bit, and I've been getting more mainstream tiktoks it's terrifying i did feel really attacked one day because i got three of this kind of tiktok in a row and it was just a guy with like walks up to a microphone and he's holding a guitar and he goes hey i'm brent from the walter payton manning year of the uh Uh, walter payton manning yeah i think i sent that one to you because that one is triggering to me because i listen to that kind of music and i was like (gasps) Am I a caricature of myself? <laughs> Walter Payton Manning of the Year Award. <laughs> I love it. I love mid-2000s Midwest emo. Me too. I am still a mid-2000s Midwest emo. Get with the times, woman. No. It's 2021. Absolutely not. Me and my middle part are just fine. Thank you. All the, all the oh, wait. No, to. what do I have? Hyper a side pop. part. You have a side part. Thank you. I forgot what I where hair goes for a second. It, I don't understand. Okay, the the things that the youth want. I think mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before, but mm-hmm. whenever I have a middle part, I look like Dwight from The Office. Yes, because I remind. I replied with how Gage looks like Bulby, and I make him make the Bulby yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry, Gen Z, of which I am one of you. I have to <laughs> sit this one out. I don't think the boys have uh, no the boys have the parts. fluffy hair that covers all their forehead that doesn't make any sense they're sleeping with curlers in like i'm almost certain that's how they get it unless they're I using have, hat tools i guess i have hair straighter than the day is long and with about as much volume as a muted triangle me too there's dan. nothing there me too dan you and I were not cut out for these looks, Dan. No, I could just wear my I, my Target bought jean jacket. And mm-hmm. That's my only thing. 
I have on running shorts and a bandana for a headband. It's not summer. I just was warm, but now I have a blanket on. So, Okay, you say it's not summer, but the past two days it has been almost 60 degrees, which in Milwaukee, that's a bathing, <laughs> outdoor bathing weather. I mean, yeah, I did uh, step outside today with the dogs and think to myself, ooh, I'm getting a little sweaty. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Should we talk about the movie now? <laughs> I really don't want to. <laughs> Do you think they've gathered that by now? Was that crying or laughing? You'll, I'll never tell. <laughs> I'll keep my secrets. Mm-hmm. Fine, then. Keep your uh, secrets. Fine. I'll give the info. Thank you, Dan. Uh, the movie that we're unfortunately talking about today is... Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, the sequel to the aptly titled Fantastic Four, um, released in 2007. Once again, directed by Tim Story, written by Don Payne and Mark Frost, starring Yoan Gruffin, Jessica Alba, Chris Evans, Michael Chiklis, Julian McMahon, Kerry Washington, Andre Brower, Bo Garrett, Doug Jones, Ooh! and... The Voice of Lawrence Fishburne, uh, released by 20th Century Fox on July 15th, 2007 in the United States, but August 14th, 2007 in Germany, Mm. with a budget of $122-130 million, it grossed $301.9 million, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 37%. And I don't have a Roger Ebert quote for you. That's okay. We love, in this house, we love Doug Jones. So, just want to. And I, I need to be clear. This is this Doug Jones is not the Doug Jones that was briefly a senator from Alabama from two, 2017 to 2021. This is the Doug Jones who is the, the tall, long fish man who has the eyeballs in his hands mm-hmm. from Pan's Labyrinth or The Shape mm-hmm. of Water. Mm-hmm. Both directed by Guillermo del Toro. Correct. You got really close. You're I disturbingly love... close to the camera. He's my favorite director. I thought you knew that. I didn't. I have a Pop Funko of him. A Funko Pop? A Pop Funko. A Funko Pop? Yes. Good. He's on my on my wall next to my Gage and Church ones. You have a church Funko Pop? Gage and Church from Pet Cemetery. Oh, I thought you meant you had a Funko Pop of Gage. Not my Gage. Your significant other? Yes. And then you had one of a church. I don't understand how no. Funko Pops Okay, work. listen to me, everyone. Just to clarify, before I met Gage, my favorite Stephen King book, and still now, but before I met Gage, I determined that my favorite Stephen King book was Pet Cemetery. Maximum Overdrive. Yes. No, it was Pet Cemetery. I'm wearing a Pet Cemetery shirt right now, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but I bought some Funkos of Gage, the little boy zombie in church, uh-huh. the zombie cat. And they're here vibing. My boyfriend zombie is reading in the bedroom. That's oh, what's all- he reading? Uh, something about a wizard detective. I don't know. Anyway, Dan, we got to talk about this movie. It's what the I listeners want. I don't want to. Dan, stop stalling by asking me about Funkos. <laughs> How do they work? No, like, what Dan. What makes them special? They're just cute, Dan. Can you Dan. make your own? Yes. 
Okay, yeah. It's the sequel to Fantastic Four. Um, I watched it last night. I took a shower in the middle of it because I was like, this is so terrible. <laughs> I hate all of this. It was... Uh, I don't... It wasn't that bad. It, I I think part of the issue is I watched this so much when I was a kid because it was in that Marvel box set that I mentioned last mm-hmm. episode. And I think as a 10-year-old or an 11-year-old when I got that box set and I watched it a ton, I didn't have taste. Not saying that I have taste now. I spend most of my time watching Adam 12 on oh, TV. Oh, God, are you my mom? <laughs> Yes. Um, But I I was really into this movie when I was 10 or 11. And I feel like I should apologize to my parents for that. Because they definitely had to watch it too if I was being a little shit and not letting them watch Say Yes to the Dress or whatever. The Real Housewives. I say them because, well, that my mom is the only one who watches Say Us to the Dress. My dad, big Real Housewives fan. Bravo Mm -hmm. and Law and Order, the two most watched things in our house. I just forced Gage to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians with me against his will. So that's where I'm at. That's my relatable content. Very relatable. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't the worst in your opinion? It's not the best. (laughs) Dan, okay. Listen, I'm still only invested in the thing and and Alicia. Oh God, I'm always gonna mess it up. Carrie Washington. Washington. I'm still only invested in their love story. Nobody else's. That's it. Thank you. Also, the graphics in this movie are somehow worse than the first movie. Oh my lord! I didn't like in the first movie. Some of the the effects, I was like, this hasn't aged well, but it probably looked fine for 2005, 16 years ago. Remember how 2005 is 16 years ago? Stop, Dan. I'm ignoring you. Uh, but this, oh my God, it does not. And it, this had a bigger budget too. Yeah. It I, does not look good. I think they spent all of it on Doug Jones and Mercury that's it. Mercury makeup? Yeah. Because yeah. the Silver know. Surfer looks good. Doug yeah. Jones is a Silver Surfer. It's In case a very you didn't know that he's a character or a creature actor. But also, they should have been able to do that already because they already had the model for that from yeah. 16 years earlier in Terminator 2. I don't even know what to say, okay, Dan? This is just... That's where I am. Like, I just think the graphics are just so painful. Like, above all else, let's just say... Also, okay, also, also, one thing Gage kept harping on is the fact that there's no, like no measured growth they just suddenly understand their powers entirely do everything perfectly Mm -hmm. yeah like two seconds in when i keep wanting to call her elastic girl that's not it when (laughs) invisible girl or whatever i don't even know their names i know their character names i don't know susan storm well except for the i guess i do know i just don't know hers i'm sorry susan g storm for the cure yes that's it um, <laughs> hate you. Uh, she like turns the little like remote thing that Mr. Fantastic has invisible. Mm-hmm. What? When did she learn to do that? How did we even know she could do that? We didn't until this movie. We like, didn't. You're right. 
it just magically all of a sudden she can just turn things that really did not sit well with me i was hyped about it also no offense to jessica alba or alba excuse me her wig was busted in this movie (laughs) it was not it was falling off yeah the budget for wigs was five dollars yes was again we forgot to buy a wig let's go to party city 110 million dollars went to doug jones Mm-hmm, correct. Ten million dollars went to Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. For doing the voiceover and the rest, you know, they had to make do. Everyone else got five dollars and a free lunch. Um, the other big difference between this and the first movie is that the first movie was rated PG thirteen, and this one is rated PG. Oh um, no. Which, I mean, ratings in and of themselves are basically useless but this definitely feels like a kids movie yeah it as does as opposed to the first one which felt like just like a regular comic book movie which they're they're technically kids movies but they got a little edge mm-hmm. this has as much edge as a sphere yeah yeah and i'm not saying that like a movie has to be edgy and adult to be good there are plenty of kids movies that are really good Yes, Rango. That is not the direction I was going to move in, but okay. But you know what I mean? Like, just because something is rated PG doesn't mean it's a bad movie. No, not But this this is not a good film. It's not even like a kid movie, though. Like, it is a kid movie, but I can imagine, or it's like a movie a kid could see, but I can't picture a kid sitting down besides you, sitting down and, like, enjoying themselves. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, as I said, I didn't have taste. I just liked the... <laughs> I, I thought the action was really cool and really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. It's Gross Is yourself. it slightly better than the first movie? No. If that, no. It's worse. Dan, idiot. No, wait, I was 10. So Danny, idiot, stupid oh, boy. Oh, God, Danny. He lives. Yeah. He died so I could live. Danny walked so Dan could run. When I was really little, I made people call me Danny Boy, like after the song. Tell us you're Irish without telling us you're Irish. Well, you couldn't figure that out by my name. I'm just saying. You couldn't figure that out by looking at me? The listeners aren't looking at you, Dan. You couldn't tell that out from hearing my voice. I hated that. That was physically painful. Anyway, come back next week when we talk about Luck of the Irish. Thanks for listening to our Fantastic Four episode. No, good try, Dan. Good try. Uh, Let's trudge through. Okay, so the movie starts out and there's a space storm or some shit. A Susan space storm. There's a wedding. There's a wedding happening. It is the wedding of Mr. Fantastic and Susan G. Storm for the cure. And but you know Mr. What? Fantastic's career. He's a workaholic. Big he time. doesn't have time to devote to the woman that he loves and is going to get married to because he has to work on his things. He wants to track a mysterious metal object that came from the sky. But Susan, she's a nag. And she's <laughs> nagging him. You can't be on your work all the time. What about our wedding that we've already had to postpone? We can't be postponing this again, 
right? Also, for some reason, they're having an argument in the middle of an airport. Why are they in an airport? Can they not fly private? No, not yet. Wink. No, because they have to make a joke where everybody gets a middle seat, especially the thing who is wearing his Hawaiian shirts. I felt bad for him because you know how, like, this is so terrible and I hate this, but you know how, like, if you're of a certain size, airplanes will Mm. make you buy two tickets? Yes. That's what the thing would have had to do. I don't think they would have let him on. He weighs like 3,000 pounds. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just was thinking about the fact that, like, in the... I can't... (sighs) (laughs) Just a breakdown? Yeah, I just love the thing. Your blinding love of the thing doesn't let you see how bad of a movie this is. My love of the thing is... I've got tunnel vision. I've got my blinders up. All I can see is how I'm weirdly attracted to the thing. To Rock Boy. He's so sensitive and cute. I can't help it. Anyway, um, (laughs) back in New York, I skipped over the beginning of the movie where there's a big explosion in the middle of the Sea of Japan. Eh, It's Um, fine. It's not that important. Because there's a hole in the sea. Anyway, back in New York... You know what Reed's doing? Working on his work stuff. But Johnny, Johnny has something even more important than that. He's got to throw Reed a bachelor party. And all bachelor parties are held the day before the wedding. Okay, I already have qualms with the bachelor party. Go ahead. I just think it's so stupid. First of all, he's just dancing with the girls. That's nothing to get all huffy about. But on a technical standpoint, the graphics of his arms stretching, why are his clothes Yikes. stretching with him? I know. <laughs> it's are they just nylon? embarrassing. <laughs> yes. It's just embarrassing. He has like leggings on as sleeves, as a shirt. No, I, it's just dumb. Like, I, I don't know. Everything about this movie is just Everything dumb, about this damn. movie is dumb. I know. Um, I only took like five notes. Holy cow. Wow! Oh, wait, before the bachelor party. Hey, Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans. Does anybody know who's in this movie? It's Captain think, Holt. It's Captain yes, Holt. Yes, Andre Brower. Yes. Sorry, horribly I don't know wasted. actors' names. You know that. Yeah, Andre Brower horribly wasted in this God, movie. He was so funny on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's the same character, but with no joy. Well, he's also... <laughs> what was the show? Um... Oh, it's not Hill Street Blues. It, it it was another one of those 90s, like, gritty cop dramas where mm-hmm. he was one of the main characters. And he's a really good actor, mm-hmm. so he worked well in that. But when you give him uh, a, a script of this level and this much to work with where he's playing generic Bush-era army general. Yeah, his talent is wasted. Yeah. But also, it was he delightful. was supposed to be... He was supposed to be Nick Fury, but they had to change it at the last minute because they didn't have the rights to Nick Fury. I know he was supposed to be Nick Fury. I wish he... No offense, Samuel L. Jackson, but I wish he had been Nick Fury. Can you imagine? It probably wouldn't have stayed him. It probably would have been Samuel L. Jackson anyway. I don't even know yeah. why I'm apologizing to him, but I just really love Captain He Holt. listens. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Sam. Anyway, I... 
<laughs> I just really love Captain Holt. So I was excited. Gage was like, oh, you're going to like this scene. And I was like, why? And then Andre Brower turned around and I went, oh, <laughs> Captain Holt. So I was really excited. Uh, also in the, the dance scene at the bachelor party, the lyrics yes. to the song that they are dancing to. Mm-hmm. I, ch- I wrote down some of them. They are, let's dance, let's get physical, and take off our clothes. A little on the nose there, Jonathan, for yeah. planning the party. Also, I've attended a few bachelor parties in my life. I say a few, meaning two, and they were both my brothers. I, I But I know of other bachelor parties... They're, one, they're not held the day before the wedding. No, never. Two, I don't... Maybe it's just because of the people that I hang out with or the people that I know. I don't know anyone who'd be... Who would want to be like, yeah, let's go to a strip club for my bachelor party. Because the old ball and chain's never going to let me see a stripper again. I know Gage's what? brother... Gage's brother had a joint bachelor-bachelorette party with his longtime girlfriend... Uh-huh. now wife um and they went like the boys went to a strip club later in the night but I, that was just like kind of a joke i think like yeah, the girls I don't know clearly did not seem to care ironically like it's just it just seems like like the joke is oh let me go to this strip club because that's what guys do at bachelor parties but like and i don't know what like I definitely drank out of a penis straw at a bachelorette yeah, party, but like again, it felt kind of like a joke, you know. Yeah. But again, the bride—I've only been to two bachelorette parties, and the bride was like, "No penis stuff," and then her now sister-in-law brought a bunch of penis stuff, and that's why that happened. <laughs> so that was very uncomfortable. That's for, awkward. I mean, yeah, I was like, okay, like I'll use it to be nice, but like. Ooh, <laughs> so yikes! I mean, yeah. Anyway, I just drink I, out of a penis straw in my everyday life. Just on the reg. I mean, Easier it was fine. It was not the whole thing. Isn't a penis, Dan? Just the top. It's like a I regular know. straw with a penis on top. Okay. <laughs> just making sure you knew. I was like, I'm what really are happy you your using? mom listens to the podcast. Sorry, I was, it's just it's fine. Hi, mom. I love you. Anyway, it's time for the betrothment. Betrothment. Dan. (laughs) Stan Lee is not allowed into the wedding despite being Stan Lee. That was Um, cute. I did chuckle at that. Every time I watch a Marvel movie now when Stan Lee comes on, Gage and I both go, oh. Oh, cute old man. Um, No, because he's dead. Yeah, I know that. because he's cute, but anyway, sorry. That's... uh, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I, I'm not, I mean, it, it's sad that he died, but that's not as sad. He was an old man. Well, yeah, he lived a he very was, good life. He lived a very good like. life, yeah. That's less sad than, like, I'm, uh, why am I saying this? Don't, Death Dan, is just sad. continue on. Death I'm is done. sad. Okay. Death is sad. Um, this movie's making me angry. <laughs> I can tell your patience is slipping. I have nothing left. All I do is talk about the weather and golf. I don't golf. Other people tell me about golf. Somebody release me from these bonds. Oh my god. Anyway, the wedding. 
it's going on, but Reed Richards, he wants to speed it up. Why? Because there's a mysterious disturbance in the sky. So much so that it's the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer appears and then Johnny chases him and he touches him and he loses his power. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't lose his power, quote unquote. No, he gets like, he starts playing a game of tag because of Mm -hmm. his power. Where every time he tags someone, they get his power until they tag him again and they get it back. Um, I would like to say something about the Silver Surfer. Okay. He's double cheeked up. Thank you. That is all. He has cake. He has like a birthday cake, a wedding cake. Like, he is a, a wedding cake. cake. Yeah, it's a lot. Hey, you know, surfers, they got the strong legs, strong thighs. Yeah, he got a strong everything. Anna, calm down. Double cheeked up. Anna. Anna, calm down. No. <laughs> it's um, impossible. The one positive I have about this scene, which is the scene that they showed, or the clip that they showed maybe 8 billion times in any trailer or promotion or anything for this movie, mm-hmm. is the shot of the Silver Surfer going through the building. That looks really cool. Okay, and the movie yeah, that looks wants sick. you to know that it looks really cool because Johnny Storm says immediately after the fact, man, that's cool. I mean, it was, so... Yeah. You know what else I thought was cool? Never mind. What? I'll say it when we get to the end of the movie. End of the movie. Okay. I'll say it. Because um, it's at the end of the movie, so. Also, every time I say Johnny Storm, I catch myself almost saying Johnny Drama, which is a character from Entourage with an equally silly name. Okay. 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 All I'm right. on the last two seasons of Entourage, and it's gone far downhill. Oh, boy. You know, from its cinematic level peaks. Yeah, you know. it was at in season three. Oh my goodness. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, basically now, because Reed can track the cosmic energy of the Silver Surfer, um, because that's what the government is making him do, or asking him to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Stooge. Um, he can see that every planet that the Silver Surfer has visited has been destroyed within eight days. And he's been making deep craters all around the globe for some unknown reason. And the next one is going to appear in jolly old England. Correct. Down there in London on the Thames. Oh my god. Pip pip cheerio, governor. Uh-oh. Looks like we're in for a right nasty time here on the London Eye. Time for it to fall over. Time for it to fall over. Hopefully the Fantastic Four come around to save our garage. (laughs) I bought a new roll of aluminium foil. Aluminium. Hopefully nothing happens to that while I'm eating my yogurt. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) I don't apologize to the UK. Ugh, sorry, England. England. I apologize a little bit. I apologize that Oprah is taking down the monarchy. Yo, I'm I am gonna watch that tonight. I swear to God <laughs> on my life. My mom texted me on my dad's birthday. We were watching Ghost Adventures, and because it's his favorite, and she uh-huh. texted me. She's like, "I'm gonna sneak away later to watch Oprah interview Harry and Meghan." And I was like, "Okay, mom. All right." I feel like I should have a vested interest in that because my grandma, whenever she tries to compare me to a celebrity, she always says that I look like Prince Harry. Dan, no offense. I disagree. But I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm just saying I don't think you guys look alike. 
Like, well, I'll... is it because you oh. have red hair? No, because I don't have you red hair. Do I have, have brown hair. hair. You have look red at this. Hair. I'm looking. What Dan, color I've is seen this? you in real life. You have dark, like auburny hair on top, and your beard is red. My beard is red. I agree mm-hmm. to that. But my beard is not my all. Oh my god! It pretty much is. Michael Fassbender has a red-haired beard. I wish you could Does tell. Does he have me. red hair? Dan, you can't play this game with me. I don't know what he looks like. Magneto in X-Men First Class. That's not helpful. Let me Google him. He's attractive. He's very attractive. I'll be the judge um, of that. What else is he in? I think Steve he's Jobs in... in Jobs. I thought that was... Studio. No, Steve Jobs in Steve Jobs. Oh, he Jobs. is handsome. He, have red he hair? is, is he handsome. No, he has a red beard, and he mm-hmm. has undetermined Brown colored hair. hair. Undetermined. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also did one of those celebrity face match things, and they said that Prince Harry was my closest male lookalike. <laughs> which, you know what? If people can't see it, at least the computers can. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, in London, as the Fantastic Four. Uh, tried to save the London Eye from falling over into the newly drained River Thames because the Silver Surfer has punched a hole in it mm-hmm. all the way to the Earth's core, apparently. So that He's just ripping holes in us like Swiss cheese. Ooh, rip a hole in me, Silver Surfer. Stop! Daddy. I knew you were going to say something nasty. You knew it! A hundred percent! There was uh, nowhere to go but down. I don't know why I even bothered. Uh, so... As they're trying to save it, Johnny, who has been told not to touch anyone because he steals their powers when he does, accidentally touches Mr. Fantastic and becomes useless in the saving effort. But Mr. Fantastic realizes that he can weld the London Eye back together so it doesn't fall down, killing a hundred or so people, probably. Mm -hmm. That's how many. I don't know how many people fit in there. Several dozen. Anyway, (laughs) after the fight, there is strife within the four. Fantastic no more, you may say, because of Johnny's antics. He must stay away from people. That's it. That's really. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to I add about the fight? I don't have anything to add. Yeah. Like, it's true. Like, I think I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely zoned out. And when I tuned back in, they told Johnny to stay away from people. Yeah, that's at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. I also wasn't paying that close of attention because i was playing me tv's bubble bopper oh god oh god dan this movie was just fine it was fine this i'll say it again fine. This movie how many was times bad. oh god okay this movie was bad and i i regret watching it well you're the one who chose this sir i know it's my fault <laughs> i accept responsibility oh boy gosh so the silver surfer goes and talks to victor von doom because his cosmic energy has freed him from his bonds as a metal statue that's dumb um so they they go to talk and victor von doom is like why don't we join forces and the surfer uh says no 
So Dr. Doom attacks. Silver Surfer attacks him, blasting through ice. But you know what that blast does? It heals Dr. Doom. It doesn't kill him. It turns him back into son of the Prime Minister Julian McMahon, star of Charmed and Nip Tuck. That is all a true statement. And then it's time for another scene. Because the, the army starts to work with Victor Von Doom. Elon Musk. My apologies. That's what I was calling Lord, him last episode. It is indeed. Uh, so now the Fantastic Four have to work alongside Victor Von Doom. You know what they find out? The surfboard is the source of the Silver Surfer's power. Yay. Uh, and an evil plan comes into formation. I wonder what it is. Is Victor Von Evil Von Musk going to steal the surfboard? Only How time that will tell. Be? Anyway, Only they time tr- will tell. They, Mr. Fantastic develops something that will separate the Silver Surfer from his surfboard. And Victor works on something. We don't know. Uh, and it says, in the Black Forest, which is really just a soundstage on the 20th Century Fox lot. Because none of that forest scene was shot outside. Um, also, because isn't the Black Forest in Germany? It is, yeah. yeah. They did not film in Germany. No, I, I was going to say. I refuse to believe that they did. I don't think they did. I think 90% of this movie was filmed in a soundstage. That would make sense, since a lot of it probably has to be green screened. Yeah. Poorly. Poorly green screened. Drag him. Drag Tim's story. I will. To filth. Good. Ew. To filth. Yeah, that's what you that say. That makes it sound really dark. You, do you <sighs> say drag him to filth? I didn't know that. Yes, that is what you say. You say drag what? him to filth. I'm teaching you something new today. This, uh, this is more than I learned in my grad school class today. Don't worry. I'm here for you. Libraries who? <laughs> um, so they, they track him to the Black Forest where Susan Storm runs across Snoozin the Storm. Snoozin Storm. Look, she's as interested in this movie as I am. Snoozin uh, Storm. She talks to the Silver Surfer where he we reveal that he's not the big bad. The big bad is a space cloud that's Galactus. coming to destroy the world. Which Galactus. like Also, it was kind of sweet though when she was talking to him and he protects her from like This is the part that I think is cool. When the missile comes at him and he just absorbs it. Into the surfboard, yeah. Yes, that's some cool stuff. Anyway, then he protects Sue because she reminds him of his family and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I like that part. He protect, he attack, and most most importantly, importantly, he looked like a snack. Oh, both are good. They were both good. Good job, team. Okay, podcast is over now. (laughs) For the first time in the podcast history, we both had a punchline that worked. I'm proud of us. We came through for ourselves. We really should quit on top. We really should. Uh, So... The military opens fire on the surfer, uh, which distracts him enough that they can use the pulse oximeter to knock him off the surfboard. And then they get him imprisoned in Siberia, where the government is like, you know, because he's technically not a person, we can use torture devices that that are war crimes. Dan, that was the single most disturbing line I have ever heard. I was Mm -hmm. like, what? The F. This movie should have earned a PG-13 rating just for that specific line. 
They needed a shot of them waterboarding him. Literally. Oh my god. It was bad. Waterboard the Silver Surfer. That's my argument that would have made probably this movie better. Short circuit. Is he a robot? He is now. Okay. In this telling. Uh... Sue sneaks into the cell to talk to him, and he says that Galactus, he actually gives the name Galactus, which is nothing like the comic Galactus, which is a person. Yes, Um, absolutely not. This is a cloud with a name. (laughs) Am I wrong? You're not wrong. It's a very good description of him. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And the surfboard, it's it's the homing beacon. It guides Galactus. It's like the the hypothetical you are being chased by a snail. It knows where you are at all times and it will not stop until it catches you. Do you live out your life? How do you like how do you live out the rest of your life without the snail catching you? Because if it catches you, it kills you. I I I've never heard of that before. Oh. So basically I I get it, but like, what would there's I do? Po- yeah, end? there's you and there's a poisonous snail. It always knows where you are, and it is always coming after you, twenty four seven, never stopping. How am I supposed what to sleep? What do you sleep? do to survive? You got to get far enough away, or trap it in something. Salt. I'm gonna put salt around me. You're just gonna put salt everywhere. I constantly have salt around me. <laughs> are you my grandpa? I might be. My grandpa carries a salt shaker with him to the movies because the, the middle of the popcorn isn't salty enough. First of all, my lips get so dry eating movie theater popcorn because of how salty it is. So I mm-hmm. disagree with him. Second of all, I'll, I'll be sure yes, to tell him. I yes, I would carry salt around with me to stave off the snail. The murder snail. The murder snail. I literally like would have salt around my bed. Around me in my bed, I'd sleep on a salt lick. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of salt licks, Elon Musk he steals the surfboard joy? from the compound, oh. and then he gets his power. Wait, he steals joy? No, yes. that's what the movie does. Oh. <laughs> no, Elon Musk steals the, the labor. Also uh, true. He steals the surfboard, he steals labor, and he steals joy. So, uh, Dr. Doom gets the powers of the surfboard, and he uh, just destroys Andre Brower. Absolutely, like, vaporizes half of his body. Yeah, honestly, it was was probably for the best. Andre probably probably didn't want to be in this movie anymore. He, Andre Brower was doing some really good first take choices. He said, y'all cut the check. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if there were many second takes Mm-mm. in this movie. He was one um, and done. And absolutely. He, he had three days of work and boy, was he keeping it in three days. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gang, they rescue the silver surfer. They break out of the Siberian prison where they're basically being held too. Uh, and guess what? What? Mr. Fantastic, he's built a car. It's not just any car. It's a Dodge flying car, specifically Hemi, that Johnny is and over it's the so moon about. Ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else says as the ugliest freaking car I've ever seen in my life. But it's and the I've Fantastic seen a Kia car. Soul. 
Yeah, that's supposed to be some big reveal. I never heard of her, honestly. I haven't either. But it's a Hemi. That's I'm not impressed. That means something. That means 12 nothing. Twelve-year-old me thought that Hemi meant something because of this movie. It meant nothing to me. It's not like it's a DeLorean or something. Batmobile. The what was that? The Lincoln Futura is what the Batmobile from the '60s was. Mmm. The Bat Cycle. Oh. Mm, the Bat Pod. Bat Cycle. Let's. Let's name some other famous cars. Kit the invisible from Knight Rider. The Invisible Boat Mobile. <laughs> Herbie fully loaded. Herbie's got a gun. That's the sequel. No, Herbie's Herbie fully loaded is the sequel. No, it's the sequel to Herbie fully loaded. Oh. Herbie fully loaded, but Herbie's got a gun this time. So it's Herbie the Love Bug, the Love Bug. Then it's Herbie fully loaded, and then it's Herbie's got a gun. (laughs) (laughs) There are like nine Herbie movies or something. Like Don Knotts is in a few of them. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought there were only like three. No, there's Herbie the Love Bug, uh, An American Tale, Herbie Goes West. Oh my Um, God. Absolutely not. You can't make that joke. You haven't even seen An American Tale. Herbie's List. Uh, there are no cats in America. The assassination the of Jesse James by the coward Herbie the Love Bug. Oh my freaking God. Let's finish this movie, Dan. Okay, Herbie doesn't have a gun, but Dr. Doom has a silver stake that he throws at Susan Storm, which oh penetrates God. her shield and stabs her. This part actually had me scream. You know what? What? The surfer is powerless. He can't save him. Mm-mm. The only way that they can save him is with the power of teamwork and the power of friendship. The power of love. It don't take money. Don't take pain. And it don't take fame. Oh, I thought it was pain all this time. No, <laughs> really? Wait. Yeah. You're right. It is. It don't take pain. No, I think it's fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. Well, pain rhymes with train. Exactly. So I think you're right. Oh, cool. All right, let's stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the power of teamwork combines. Everybody gives their powers to Johnny, which apparently means that he can keep his firepower despite having it been taken away from him at every other time whenever he touches someone. Um, and he becomes basically comic book man from The Simpsons. Um, so he gets to fight the cosmic-powered Victor Von Doom. Mm-hmm. And he succeeds in getting doom off of the surfboard and then ben Grimm, not the thing hugh Hugh michael uses a crane to knock elon musk into the harbor uh sinking him down there um however despite the fact that the gang seemingly has saved the day and shanghai is safe for another day galactus the space cloud has already arrived it's too late. Nothing Literally, else to be done. In my notes, I just have Galactus is afoot in all caps. <laughs> He's here, the space cloud. It's like the what is it on the beach? Uh, the like post-apocalyptic novel. Oh God, I don't know. It's so basically, it's like there's been a total nuclear war, and the entire northern hemisphere is wiped out, and the the nuclear particles are slowly drifting south it's like about the last people alive in australia surviving and then of course they die on the beach because there's no nowhere else to hide 
Oh, that's sad, Dan. Yeah, better outcome than this movie. Um, I guess. Silver Surfer, he gets his um, power back. And you know what he does? He revives the woman he loves. Susan Storm, who, oh, 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 she just died in his arms tonight. I did not ask for that at all. It must have been some kind of stab. I did not ask for that. He shouldn't have flown away. Should have flown away. (sighs) All right. All right. Thank you for that. The surfer flies into the mouth of the space cloud and says, you don't own me anymore, Mr. Cloud Man. And yep. Basically kills him somehow. He, uses the, uh, he basically just explodes, explodes into a him. massive ball of energy. Yes. Um, saving the Earth from space cloud Galactus Man. Meaning, you know what it means? Do you know what that means, Anna? No. What does that mean, Dan? Susan Storm oh. and Reed Richards can now finally get married. In Japan. Surrounded by a bunch of Japanese school children. I saw that. I was like, there's just like a bunch of random people here, but okay. And also felt weird to me that she was getting married in a kimono, but yeah, what do I know? I guess. What do I know? I guess. It was a different time. I don't know. I would have just gotten married in my traditional not appropriative clothing but that's just me you're not susan storm i am not anyway at the japanese wedding guess what there's more danger that they get called out to do um they finish the wedding quickly but you know even though there's danger that they have to go fight they still have time to draw a four in the sky before flying away and Always would, have time for a four. I would say that's it, but there's a mid credit scene where the Silver Surfer wakes up in space and the board flies towards him. And that, mercifully, is the end of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Gage told me that that scene is because they wanted to plan, like, a, another movie, but it just didn't they, happen. Yeah, they had everybody signed on for a three-picture deal, but they just didn't come up with anything after this. There, there are no sequels to the comic book movies from 2007. The two major mm-hmm. ones, Spider-Man 3 and this. Hmm. I guess X-Men The Last Stand. Or was that 2006? That might have been 2006. I don't know. Anyway... If you couldn't tell by how disinterested I was while reading that, I hated that movie. That was terrible. (laughs) As I think about it, it's even worse. I'm sorry, Dan. I mean, I think with how bumpy of a road it took for us to get to the end, that shows how invested we really were in this movie. I was picturing Bubble Bopper while doing the readover of everything. Oh, God, Dan, Dan couldn't escape. Oh, okay, I'm going to try to come up with some positives. Um, the Silver Surfer looks cool. Yes. Um, Thorns Fishburn sounds cool as ever. Does sound cool. Can I just say does. one thing? This doesn't really have, it's not a positive really, but uh-huh. um, Gage told me that when this movie came out, two things. One, Jessica Alba was told that she looked too like serious and not sexy enough when she was fighting. So she was told to act sexier while she was fighting. I hate it. And also apparently 
she was recently voted like sexiest woman of the year or something that year. Uh-huh. And so they were trying to play off like on her looks and stuff. But when they were trying to do it, they like made her look like a robot with the blue yeah. contacts and the blonde wig and stuff. It just didn't look natural on her. She is a beautiful woman, that's no doubt, mm-hmm. but it, she's it, she's wearing like stage makeup in this. Exactly. It just didn't it just didn't sit well with me. I was like, you guys, would you tell a man to, you know, act sexier when he's fighting crime or like? Yeah. Would you tell Chris Evans a little to more? act sexier? No. no but <laughs> that's because I'm not a you know what, not because I think he's not. Be- I don't know. Anyway, I just think that's sad. Like, I just think it's sad that she was essentially put in this film as like a as eye something candy. for people to ogle at. Yeah. yeah. And I know like today we do that a little. I re- Have you ever seen that article that's like the difference between how men view superhero men versus how they view superhero women and like how superhero women are like oftentimes drawn or portrayed as like these sexy characters because that's what men want to see and want to be with. But men or the reason why superheroes that are men are drawn so strong isn't because it's what men, it's not because it's what women want to be with. It's because that's what men see themselves as. That makes total sense. It's just interesting for me to learn to think about. And I know, like, take it with a grain of salt. It's probably from Tumblr originally or something. But mm. it's just so interesting because it's like you look at the difference between, like, in real life, how Hugh Jackman is posed as Wolverine on the cover of Men's Health, but you see him on the cover of Good Housekeeping, which is mostly read by women, and he's wearing a sweater and looks like anybody's dad. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's just something I was thinking about as we were talking about the whole Jessica Alba being told to be. Uh, more sexy and like you know flirtier while she's like literally playing a crime fighter so yeah just wanted I mean, to throw that in there looking at how female comic book characters are and to a, a larger extent were drawn from the mm-hmm. like mid 90s to the mid 2000s it was oh my gosh it was like 90 percent chest and ass and then Mm -hmm. 10% the rest they were just they're all curves all Mm -hmm. bodies that are not real and also Mm -hmm. will probably not be it'd be hard to fight with because you'd be weighed down most of the time absolutely you would have a lot of back issues (laughs) yeah like if they had to jog up a flight of stairs that would hurt so much we'd need it to be tie it down Make this I, oh. si- this costume tighter, but like in all the right places, not like in a sexy way. Yes. Um, so it may it, it absolutely makes sense horribly that that's what the the producers or whoever was making the decisions on that wanted that her to be sexy instead of being strong. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Such barnacles. Uh, I'm not going to say a fun trivia fact, but a, mm-hmm. a, a trivia fact nonetheless. Jessica Alba said she absolutely hated working on the movie so much so that it almost made her quit acting altogether. That doesn't surprise me because she's probably nice surrounded by men and it's not, doesn't seem like it, well, except for Kerry Washington, but how many scenes are they really in together, you know? There are three women with lines in this movie. Like, Who er, is it? There, It's Kerry Washington. Mm-hmm. Jessica, Jessica Alba. Alba 
and mm-hmm. the woman who eventually becomes Johnny Storm's love interest at the end. The army. There woman. are four because there's one line where the somebody asks the girl how she can date the Human Torch, and she says, "Was it sunburn cream and fireproof lingerie?" And I yeah. absolutely screamed. Anyway, the the Bechdel test, which is a it, this does not pass. Does not it. pass the Bechdel test. Um, no. Other trivia. Chris Evans did not enjoy making the movie either. No, because he's a feminist. Yes. And Doug Jones, the not the senator, the actor, uh, didn't like how, didn't like Tim's story, who directed the movie, and didn't like having his voice dubbed over by Lawrence Fishburne in post-production. Well. That's fair. But... I don't, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. You know, Tim's story's starting to rub me the wrong way, you know? He seems mm-hmm. like he's doing a lot of people dirty. Don't get me wrong, I love Lawrence Fishburne, but, like, I feel like maybe it was known ahead of time, but I feel like they should have told Doug, hey, by the way, we're going to have your voice dubbed or something. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm just saying I can understand why people didn't really love working on this movie. It sounds a little bit like it was a toxic environment. A little bit. Um, Other trivia about uh, film is in quotes when I say the film. As we, there was supposed to be a Silver Surfer spinoff movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's really it. Good Lord. There's uh, not a lot of trivia about this movie. Um, Nobody wants to be quizzed about it or give trivia about it. No one wants to think about it. Anyone who worked on the set is like, don't ask. She uh, Jessica Alba wore a wig because her hair had suffered from the bleaching mm-hmm. in the first movie. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I can imagine. She has dark hair naturally, doesn't she? And yes. bleaching your hair, no matter what color hair you have, is hard on it. Yes. Are you saying that I shouldn't bleach my hair? I'm saying if you want to do it once, that's fine. Just make sure you deep condition it and you don't like keep bleaching it also don't start at the roots no i'm not gonna bleach i would have somebody professional bleach my good hair. yes i barely I would trust myself to wash my hair i would recommend going to a professional to bleach your hair don't worry i got charmaine she she does my hair good good since seventh grade baby oh god she's your girl she's my girl Mm-hmm. we talk about how she was a roadie for uh what was the band Oh, um, they do, uh, cut my life into pieces. Um, is that Papa Roach? Yeah, I, I, it, it might not be Papa Roach, but she was a roadie for a band or she's friends with the members Hang of on. a band like that. That they, Papa Roach is the right band for that song, but I don't know if that's the band that she, she's friends with the members, but cause like in high school she was friends with them and would go backstage and stuff. Jesus Christ. Well, I hope it's Papa Roach. That's quite the uh, interesting choice. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, oh, my God. Here's an analysis of the lyrics to Last Resort. How fascinating. Do you want to know whose favorite song is Last Resort? Whose? Former United States Speaker of the House and Wisconsin House of Representatives member Paul Ryan. Why did you know that? His favorite and also, song. Why? 
And his favorite band is Rage Against the Machine. Does he not realize that he's the machine to be raged against? <laughs> this makes my head hurt. You know what makes my head hurt? The fact that we're still recording and that Ugh. this is still technically about Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Do you have anything else to add review-wise about the movie? There's no roles for JTT. How yeah. about you? I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to out and say yeah. it. There's literally nothing for him. This movie would have been better with Jimmy Stewart because nothing can make this movie worse. Or I guess <laughs> it could be slightly worse, but very little could make this movie worse. So, yeah, Jimmy Stewart would make the movie better, just as I assume JTT would make the movie better because how could he make it worse? He would, but like. It wouldn't. There's nowhere where I could see him being. Like I feel like he'd show up and they'd be like, "Ah, JTT," and I'd be like, instantly better. He's the thing. But there's no character. Oh my god. We love a short thing. You know I do. I, keep I know him you short. Do. Keep him stocky. That's all there is to it. Thank you. Um. So so we can mercifully end this on a scale of. One mercy to, kills. Yeah, on a scale of one to five mercy kills, what do you give this? One. Yeah. I give it, it could a, not hold my attention. Yeah, I give it a one. I it's higher than a half star, mostly mm-hmm. just because of the silver surfer. He's cool. Yeah. It looks cool. The graphics are cool. It's that where all the budget went. God, it was not good. It was painful to remember this and think about how many hours I lost in my childhood to this. Yeah, it was bad. It was was very bad. Um, Next week will not be as bad. No, next week's going to be fun. Uh, So next week, we're going to be releasing our episode early uh, on the 17th because 17th of March is St. Patrick's Day. Last we checked. Really, there are only two options for us to do this, and we're not doing Leprechaun, so we're doing the oh Disney God, Channel original movie. Oh, God, I'd rather die. Luck of the Irish next yes. week. Yes. So get excited for that. We might have a guest. We might not. I need to find somebody who's as aggressively Irish as I am. I'm not Irish, but I like Irish stuff. And your family's from Cleveland. That's not true, no, but I dated a lot of guys from Cleveland. Your family could have been from Cleveland. My family was almost in Cleveland. He um, got engaged recently and made me feel old and weird. My brother's getting married this weekend. Oh, yeah, you your brother's the same age as me. Both Ugh, of my brothers will ancient. be betrothed after this weekend. That's betrothed weird. means... Betrothed means engaged, Dan. Both of my brothers have been betrothed. There you go. Oh, no. Ah! (laughs) It's weird. We're getting old, Dan. We're we're at that age where all our friends are getting married. I know. My friend just bought a house. Oh, it's too much. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Too much. Anyway. I'll never forget that I thought I'd have kids by now, and I'm glad I don't. Oh All right, gosh, anyway. That sounds like a Catholic school thought. Um, yeah. If you like the show, you can find us online on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. If you want to give us money so we can take your wealth and redistribute it to us, you can do that on <laughs> Patreon at patreon.com slash in conclusion. But the best way that you can help us out is by spreading the word, telling your friends, uh, getting more people to listen. You know, 
poisoning their brains with the, the drivel that you're already hearing. I just started nodding in agreement with you, and then I remembered nobody could see me, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am agreeing with you verbally. Uh, if you want to find me online, I'm on Twitter at DanOkeefe86. That's really the only place that I'm active. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at AtomusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for Auto, capital B for Bots, capital R for Roll, and the O in Roll, and the O in LR zeros. All right, we'll be back next week for The Luck of the Irish. Get Ooh. ready for an hour and a half of me doing my terrible Irish accent. No. No. In, in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, wear a mask. Bye-bye. Bye. We're kind of boring, Dan. <laughs> I'm in. Oh my! I'm not doing anything. No, not you. Boring. I said we are kind of boring. We not are just boring. What are, I mean, what is there to do? I don't know, but I deadass thought that was a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Pez dispenser. I love Pez. It's one of my favorite candies.